Hello, welcome to the hot seat. I'm Martin Rogers here with Professor Tony Travers. We're here to talk about the South Shields by-election and the local election results from yesterday. Tony, welcome. Hello. So first of all, can you give us an overview of the results in South Shields? Well, I mean, Labour will be relieved to have held on. I think they felt under pressure. There was always just that sort of 5% risk that UKIP would do a big surge and Labour, as the opposition party, would have been in the awkward and embarrassing position of losing a by-election when they're not in power. That didn't happen. They've won it. They'll feel, you know, a win is a win. But actually, the UKIP vote here in the north, compared with, you know, Eastleigh last time in the south, at getting on for a quarter of the votes cast, will be seen as very good by UKIP. You know, it, it shows they are, as their um, leadership's been saying this, this morning, not just a party of the south. So... Not bad for Labour, good for UKIP, not brilliant for the Conservatives, very, very bad for the Liberal Democrats who came way down the list. So coming to the local elections, what were the realistic expectations for the parties beforehand and how did they do in relation to those expectations? Well, of course, the first thing to remember about expectations is that the government parties always say they expect to lose vastly more seats than they really expect to and the opposition, Labour currently, will say they expect to win hardly any, so that when they win some, it looks good. And then there were, were some expert pro projections, largely by Colin Runnings and Michael Thrasher of Plymouth University, and they'd come out as sort of 300, 350 kind of loss level for the Conservatives, something similar perhaps as gains for Labour, as a benchmark that you might sort of compare things with. And I, I rather agree with those figures. As it turns out, it does appear as if uh, well, the Conservatives in the end, too early to be sure, may not do quite as badly as that, but, you know, it's, it's very early days to be certain about this. Uh, Labour probably won't do as well, quite as well as was expected, but again, when we've got all the numbers in, uh, it may turn out better for them. Lib Dem's not going to do that well, I suspect, out of these local elections, although they will hold on where they're already strong. And, of course, the big gainers will be UKIP. And the difficulty for forecasters, in fairness to all of those who try, is that when you have a new force in British politics, such as UKIP are now, they've been present in European elections before, when you've got a new force, it's terribly difficult to predict where they will do well and particularly where they'll pick up seats. So even now, uh, we won't really, it'll take a day or two to work out exactly what's happened here. Some say that the biggest winners of last night are UKIP. Do they present a realistic threat to the political establishment? Are they likely to win councils, maybe even MPs? How is the UKIP situation going to play out? There's very little evidence thus far that UKIP are going to win councils outright. They're going to become a bloc, and in some cases the opposition party on some counties, which is pretty remarkable, and it's good in their long term because it gives them an activist base where they have a slightly better chance of uh, winning an MP, uh, you know, getting an MP into Parliament at the next election, but it's still difficult for them. What I think this shows is really two things. One is the Lib Dems have inherited the protest vote, which the Lib... Which the uh, sorry, UKIP have inherited the protest vote, which the, Lib the Lib Dems used to have, and that's interesting. But I think more than that, they've probably also got a new kind of protest vote, which is just against all of politics, a sort of anti-establishment, a plague on the Conservatives and Labour and the Liberal Democrats kind of vote. So it's t a double protest vote, and I think that will give the main party leaders things to worry about.
And moving on to the party leaders, how is this going to work out for them? Are Cameron, Miliband and Claire going to be undermined by this? Is confidence in them nationally going to uh, increase, decrease in the national picture? I mean, for David Cameron, it was always going to be a bad night. UKIP have done well, as many Conservatives on the, the right of the party sort of knew, and in some cases almost hoped, I think, they would, so that they can be empowered in saying to Cameron, you know, we need to be more Eurosceptic, more anti-immigration, and so on, to, to make the Conservatives more like UKIP. All the evidence is Cameron resists that as far as he can. He believes in modernising his party, but it's a real problem as to which way to tilt his party. I think for the Labour Party, um, it's not quite as easy as one might have thought. I mean, clearly, if the Conservatives are losing more votes than Labour to UKIP, which they are, that is on balance good for Labour, but Labour must be losing some too. And when we come to contests next year in local authorities where, particularly in the north of England, in the urban north, where Labour is strong, you know, it's quite possible UKIP will start to nibble into the vote there. And that, I think, will give Labour pause for thought. And they too will wonder how, you know, to, if at all to adjust their policy to, to deal with this. So it's not great for Labour. And for the Lib Dems, again, not a great year. They're going to lose a number of seats in the local elections. They'll hold on where they were already strong. And I think, you know, in a sense, the Lib Dems are now used to this kind of battery in local elections, uh, but it won't do anything to help revitalise uh, and remove demoralisation from the activist base. So if you stand back, messages are not particularly encouraging and comforting ones for all three major party leaders. Has last night changed anything, both nationally in terms of the political picture and more widely in terms of... Um, the possible emergence of a new party and in terms of the next election. Has there been a significant earth-shattering change in the political landscape? Well, possibly yes and possibly no. I mean, let's, let's deconstruct that deliberately unhelpful answer. I mean, it is possible that, that what we've seen is UKIP emerging as a solid um, opposition party these are first-past-the-post elections, it's worth remembering, not the PR elections, Euro elections, where UKIP have tended to do really well in the past. And that may mean that they can go on from here to win some parliamentary seats. That's certainly what they hope. But it is very, very hard for a new party to burst through, to get, to get over the hurdle, that are, the hurdles that are there in the first-past-the-post voting system. So I think the most likely impact, if you stand back from all of this, on the British political system in the medium term is it will make it a bit easier perhaps for Labour to win a general election might otherwise have been the case a bit more difficult for the Conservatives but you know there are a lot of currents moving at once here and I think it would be a brave uh, uh, pundit who uh, guessed where it will what the real long-term impact of this will be but certainly a new protest party. Thank you very much Professor Tony Travers you're off the hot seat.